time she came home early and all the boys was on the porch, she started shooting. <laughs> I kid you not, if I was to show you my grandmother's obituary, they called her Shotgun Granny. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother was rough, y'all. We had gang members in our family. Come on, she hid them under the porch, police come knocking. You hear, see here? She's like, no, baby, not here. <laughs> <laughs> so drugs out of the house, car, that's the annoying heart. That is redeeming life from destruction. When you submit to the power and the presence of God, He will redeem your life. So to be awakened is number one to, to hear God. God wants to speak to you specifically about your assignment. See, we're not going to be all over the place with this Kyle anointing. Amen. We're going to be awakened. We're going to hear the voice of the Lord. Number two, to be awakened, you have a divine sense of urgency for the situation. When you have a true awakening in your life, you have a divine sense of urgency and compassion. What is compassion? You love the person so much and you hate the devil till you are moved to do something about it. Now notice what I said. You love the person. I believe what God showed me about women. See, there is a feminine voice that God is releasing in this hour and we don't have do you know the power of Deborah? See, every person has an anointing. And one of the things with Deborah, all of the judges, you got Ehud. Ehud was a, a, a left-handed man. And, and think about the judge um, uh, Samuel. Samuel was also a judge. But Deborah was the only judge that didn't have a weapon. Deborah's weapon, Deborah's weapon were her words. She knew the power of negotiation. Come on here. God wants to anoint your words. He wants to give you right words for the right situation. Yeah. She knew how to prophesy. She knew how to edify, exhort, and courage. She could identify gifts. See, that's what this anointing is all about. It's not about you. It's about the next generation. How in the world can a woman in a male-dominant society rally an army for war? I'm telling you, it was her words. It wasn't words of seduction. She was a nurturer. Come on, you got to think about Israel was in a time that was worse than the Maury show. They weren't even following God. Come on, and think about everything she heard they were saying. It says she sat under the juniper tree and she began to judge Israel. They would come up to her for counsel. I believe that's another dimension God is releasing on women. We're going to have counsel and might. Some of you got strong might, but no counsel. We got to stand in the presence of the Lord to hear and perceive his word, get his strategy, begin to see the situation from his perspective and not your perspective. That's what, that's what a Kaya woman is. So you got to have a sense of urgency. What are you urging about? Come on here. What are you urging about? Where is your place of compassion? Where, that's how we got to be moved with compassion. See, so many times, especially when you're in corporate America, you, you think you got to copy the dress of a man and, and be like a man and look at society like a man. Come on here. No, that's not what God is saying. We're going to be lioness. Come on, the lioness, yeah. the voice of the lioness is being released in this hour. Those that will lift up their voice with femininity. Come on here. Those that are beautiful. I'm not trying to push my way nowhere. Yeah, I can do it. 
So the issue is, do you just want to share your revelation or do you want to release impartation so people can grab the Kyle anointing and move toward their destiny? It's not just about you. This Kyle glory is about revival. God said that revival and reformation was coming and women were going to be a vital, important part. But if you still got Queen Vesti inside of you and you still in Jezebel and you don't want to submit to authority, I look at most women and say, I'm Team Vesti. I'm, I'm Team Vesti. I'm, I'm like Queen Vesti. She wasn't doing right. No, no, no. I beg to differ with you. She has so much authority. When she disobeyed the king, everybody in the country said, Get her out of here because I don't want my wife associated with her. Uh -huh, uh -huh. She was a woman. She had influence. Yeah. She wanted the influence but didn't want the responsibility. Okay. Come on, this Kyle anointing, the wealth, the wisdom that's coming. I'm talking about the wealth that's coming. You got to get God's perspective on it. If you still got to buy all the Gucci's and all of the Fendi's and you ready to spend your money on the 200,000 Lamborghini, you ain't ready for the wealth that God's getting ready to release. This wealth is going to begin to finance the kingdom. I said this is an hour where he's shifting. Come on, he's changing the guards. That's why we got to repent. Some of these leaders that done nothing. But squander the wealth. Yeah. He's, they squander it. Yeah. God is doing something fresh. He's releasing Kyle wealth. And it's not just about you, but it's establishes kingdom yeah. on the earth. But see, if you haven't been in the presence of God, you won't know what to do with the money when it comes. Yeah. Oh God, urgency. To be awakened also means you have a lamentation. That is, you have a feeling or emotional longing for what could be and what should be. What do you lament over? I hate to see young girls abused. What is your lamentation? What, what can you see? Can you see certain problems? But do you have the solution? And then the lamentation comes when you begin to cry out to God for it. I believe God is raising up women that's going to have prophetic intercession. See, now I love Anna because Anna was a woman when she had the heart and the mind of God. She did not have political influence, but she had kingdom influence. She knew how to get in the face of God and begin to until she saw change she began to pray it said Anna prayed night and day until she saw the manifestation yes. of Jesus in the earth I believe God is releasing anointing right now a relentless anointing when you begin to pray when you begin to cry out to God until you see change you don't have to take it I love how many people saw the movie Widows see I wrote about two powerful widows Village life cease until 
arose as a mother in Israel. As a mother in Israel. It wasn't the prophet in her. It wasn't the judge in her. Come on here. It was the mother's heart. I'm telling you, the devil always wants to silence the voice of a mother. I'm telling you, don't you let the devil take your babies. You better lift up your voice. Come on here. It was the mother's heart and the soldier's strength that rallied an army to rise up and fight. You better fight for your legacy. You better fight for your children. Come on, I said, Lord, people look at my daughter Ebony and say, how can she do what she does? Because I was determined. I wasn't going to let my dysfunction get in her. I wasn't going to let my spirit of rejection get in her. I wasn't going to let the spirit of Jezebel get in her. Come on here. The reason why some of your daughters don't want to have nothing to do with you because you've been too religious. Uh oh. We sweat the small stuff. This is a season. God wants us to awaken to the value of who we are. Awaken to the value of who you are. This is such a new season for women. But we got to know how to carry this glory. We got to know God told me, Michelle, tell my women, I am watching over this move as never before. This is a season where you are going to go through the process. Come on, God cycles and seasons. Come on. He moves in times and patterns. And this is a season to know your time. Know where you are. You can't do everything. Then sometimes you're in a winter season. See, the strength of a Kaya woman is that they know times and seasons. It says Deborah began to fight, but Issachar was with her. God said this is a season to know your times. See, there's sometimes you can be in a winter season. In the winter season, ain't nothing happening. Everything is down. God is dealing with the roots of who you are. You got to know when God, when you're in the winter season, he deals with everything that will stop the anointing on your life. He begins to take out people. He begins to close certain doors. And if we don't process it, we think, hey. They're not calling me because I'm a woman. No, no, no. We got to know the seasons that we're in. We got to know the time that we're in. This is such a season to ask God. Come on, we want to ask God, where am I in this Kyle glory? I know that the forces are with me. I understand I am Kyle, but I got to know what, are this, what is the season that I'm in. And this is the other thing. We cannot get caught up in a trap that says, if God couldn't find a man, he sends a woman. <laughs> that was a lie. Before I was in my mother's womb, I was ordained called. You gotta understand that. Before I was in my mother's womb, I was ordained and called. If you look at that story, they used Barak and Deborah. But what God was showing me with that, he said this, look, if you look at Barak, over in Hebrews 12, he was called a hero of faith. He's listed among the heroes of faith. So if he was a hero of faith, he could have been in fear. I believe he was operating in faith when he told Deborah, come on. He said, I'm not going to battle without you. Come on, you got the anointing, the glory on your life. Come on, you submit to me. The nation loves you. I want you to come with me. And Deborah began to prophesy. She prophesied about who would win the battle and who would get the glory. She prophesied about another person, not herself. She wasn't talking about herself. She was talking about Jael. Come on, enlighten the eyes of you. I'm not, come on. We're not, we're not fighting that battle 
battle anymore. We are not fighting that battle anymore. You might as well say, back Felicia, we're not dealing with that. See, I know I'm not assigned to you. <laughs> Why am I saying that? Because some of us get caught up in battles as women, and we try to push the door open. You try to prove yourself. I'm anointed. I can do everything a man can do. I can preach that. It's not about what you can do, how you assign to do it. Yes. I know about the kind of glory. I know the forces are with us. And I believe it because God told me. This is another thing. When Deborah arose, it said when they begin to fight, the heavens fall. When you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, God fights with you, baby. You don't even have to break a sweat that when the heavens will fight with you. So you got to understand where you're supposed to be. You don't have to push your door open. Talking about, boom, I'm Kyle. No, 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 no. That's not what God is doing in this hour. Come on, Kai. The glory of the Lord will open doors for you. See, we want somebody 
Geschwister. Are you a good daughter? Are you a good son? Some of us are like orphans and God is coming after that spirit today. I'm a hurry apostle. Just let me know what time. Just wave your hand. God is doing something supernatural. He wants to deal with the orphan spirit. Let me finish. Okay, one other thing. No, not a one other thing. <laughs> All right, the next one it says this. This is another thing when you know you have a real awakening. You have a priority change. Your life will no longer be about self-preservation, but fulfilling the purpose of God. Let me tell you something. When you leave here, you are going to have to make some definite changes. There are some things we say we want to be the new wine skin, then you got to change some things in your life. There are certain things you got to realign. You got to put the calling of God first. Come on, you cannot be in survival mode. What about me mode? You got to lay down yourself. When I began to understand about destiny and about assignment, it was death to self. When destiny really knocks on your door, God's going to cause you to die to something. You're going to die to your reputation. You're going to die to everything you thought you should have been. And God will give you new definitions about what it means to walk because what's happening, I can see it. When we come into places like this, we all have a point of reference. Everybody has a point of reference. You're saying, Kyle means wealth. So tomorrow, you're looking in your, <laughs> you're looking in your bank, and you know, where's the money? They say, Kyle, glory, like this. You know, we're in the magic kingdom, like we're speaking, speaking, sprinkling Kyle dust on you. That's not what this is. Come on, you have to sow. The Bible says as long as the earth remains, there shall be seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. I believe I'm in the greatest time of harvest in my life. I know what it means. Come on, just to have, you know, how many, I know what it means to live paycheck to paycheck. Come on here. You know you get paid on Monday. This was before they had direct deposit. You know you get paid on Monday. And you just stay in the house, you don't go nowhere because all you got is money to get to work on Monday. I had to learn how to sow. I had to learn how to give. Come on here. Kyle anointing, Kyle wealth is coming. God told me this. When you begin to align your heart with the mind of God, He'll begin to pour out blessings. See, that power to get wealth is to establish His covenant on the earth. And He began to tell me, I'm going to give I'm going to give you wisdom. He showed me, he said, the greatest people that struggle with wealth, who with poverty, are women and children. And he was going to release this wealth. It's coming upon our lives to build, to plant, to awaken. Come on here. Those in other nations, other women that are suffering. See, God is saying, hey, we keep saying, this is me, my anointing, my glory, I'm Kyle. Yes, Kyle is not just for you. It's for the generations of women and generations of children, generations of people that have been suffering. And God is going to make us solutionists for real. See, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to go far. Pick you a family in your church that you're 
And we said, okay, we leave it to the side. Because we don't, we got the orphan spirit. We won't trust God and we need validation. God's trying to give you an idea of the invention. Place. I'm not here to hype you, but to help you. I'm telling you, God said he's releasing us in our identity. And this favor is for your assignment. He's releasing a fresh anointing upon us like we've never seen it before. And I believe I hear the Lord saying this, even to the cardio men. I believe men are going to have to be at the forefront of this sex trafficking thing. Because it's men that fund it. It's men that mostly partake of it. And I believe Kyle men will stand up and say, not on my watch. Yeah. Not what I'm alive. Yeah. Come on, it's a new thing God is doing. Come on with Kyle yeah. men. Kyle men that won't be intimidated. Men and women are going to operate together and not feel insecure yeah. and feel inferior. That'll be able to identify and activate. Now here's a little wisdom. We know that uh, God is saying that men and women are going to operate together. So how does that work? We have to understand our measure of rule. Write that down. Your measure of rule. Where do you have authority? Where can you make the spirit of God move? See, Kevin taught me this a long time ago. He said if, it's, if the anointing is not on it, if God doesn't show up, get away from it. See, we want the microphone, but where is your place of authority? When, do, when can you preach? Where does God show up? Where is the way to glory? Some people will never be on the platform preaching, but they have more authority in the prayer closet than, than you've ever known before. They are people that shift the heavens. So you, when we're moving in and out, I'm telling Apostle John, when we come together, when I'm on his team, he's the apostle and I submit to authority. He said, get up, preach him. Alright, let me give you these things. I, and then we're going to pray 
and I'm going to lose this microphone. I just want to talk about just a few things. One other thing, I just want to talk about the orphan spirit. I just want to show you what it is so you know how to identify it and break it off your life. Amen? And then I'm giving this microphone up. Amen? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. chapter in the Esther anointing. Everything I'm sharing is in Esther and Deborah. But the Esther anointing, one of the things we never think about is that orphan spirit. She, it, it says clearly in scripture that she was an orphan. Now two things the orphan always thinks about is survival, how am I going to survive, and who's going to protect me. If you understand how women get caught up in all kind of pimps and things like that, lust and perversion, what is it about? Survival. I don't want. I don't have any other place to go. I don't have a home. Two. I, I need someone to protect me. So you gotta get out of that orphan spirit. God will protect us. Come on, just ask Abimelech when he tried to fool around with Sarah. God put boils on everybody. Come on, God is serious about us women. You don't have to worry about somebody taking advantage of you because the hand of God is on your life and you don't have to try to push your way into something. Oh Lord, let me hurry up, okay, uh-huh. Then, okay, the orphan spirit always operates out of insecurity and fear. God is breaking the spirit of fear off of us and we don't have to be insecure. I believe one of the spirits that, that's gonna be at the forefront of this move is the spirit of confidence. God is gonna release divine confidence when you can go before the king and ask for what you want. Come on, when you've been in the presence of the Lord, there's an anointing of confidence. You can have self-confidence and not be in pride. I can be bold and not be Jezebel. I'm not brazen, come on here. I just know what I know and I'm not ashamed to say it. I just got the anointing of God on my life. So we're breaking that spirit of insecurity and fear. Come on. The orphan spirit will cause you to perform. It will cause you to always perform instead of operating in a true anointing. I can't tell you how many times I had leaders that say, come on, get in your office. Come on, and come on, get in your office. And come on and say this. I'm like, run through it. I'm not a puppet. But I was smelling what I said. Performance. We don't have to perform. God was going to give you genuine anointing, but you got to pay the price in the spirit. you got to get in the presence of God. Trust me, I tried. I tried to pray in tongues. A book still didn't produce. A book still didn't come. I had to sit myself down. I had to sit down and focus. I couldn't care what one person was doing to the left or to the right. I had to call what I call B-O-C. Sit your butt on the chair. Right. <laughs> Come on. And then have something to say. I know that the Lord is releasing creativity and wisdom, but could we please have something to say? Oh, I get so mad when I see certain books and it's got the font is like 30. <laughs> Three words on one page. I'm telling you, spend some time. Develop your voice before we try to step out and say, I am Kyle. We are and we're becoming. I am and I'm becoming. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, Lord. That's good stuff. I wanted to preach something with fire. I really did. 
But you know what I learned something one time God told me to preach one way and I preached another and the anointing was there and I promise you for like two months I couldn't find God nowhere. I said, Lord, what happened? He said, you know, two weeks, you know, two months ago when I told you one thing and you preach what's gonna make them move the crowd. These are days, honey, we got to say what God is telling us to say. Do it the way he tells you to do it. Because you know what I understood? God keeps good records. God knows every seed you sown, every prayer you prayed. Come on, he's a bigger reward. Come on, here. Any sugar daddy. Come on, man. I remember last year, and I don't know, I just pray I don't get in trouble for telling this. But last year, I was... I was praying, I was sitting right there at the ASAP in this place, and God said, Michelle, I'm shifting you to a new place. He said, I want to bless you in ways you never dreamed of. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard him say, I heard Apostle John, he was saying that while Apostle John was on the stage, and he said, I said, somebody in here is going to give $10,000. I was like, oh, God bless their soul. Because I knew what was in my bank account. And then something hit me like a ball of fire. I start crying and shaking. I said, Lord, that's me. You want me to get $10,000? Me? I know some other people in there, but I know they got money. <laughs> he said, you. And I, sometimes I just get up and obey him. And I heard him. I, then I said, I remember I got a husband. Now I just can't. That's another whole message. Set us free. Right there. Right there. <laughs> and I looked at him and that I told way. him what God said. He said, like, go, go ahead. My husband is real easy. He was like, go, 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 do whatever God said you to do. Go ahead. I was like, that's a guy, man. Usually. You want him to say no. You got to know my husband. He, he don't play with those numbers. He's really the finance guy. He don't place it all. Go do what God tells you to do. Then I came over here shaking. I said, Apostle, I think I'm the one that's supposed to get a $10,000. Would you just please touch and agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> he looked. He said, go ahead, daughter. Obey God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. I was like, okay, Jesus. I just got that money. It was just a part of my royalty. That's just my money I got put up to the side. But I didn't know what was coming. Like, how you I sold the seed. Then God said, have a conference. I had a conference and my budget was $120,000. The hotel was very expensive, everything. I was like, Lord, I was telling Apostle John, he said, use your faith, use your faith. God gonna bless you, use your faith. And I'm looking at the numbers, but I promise you ladies, when I submitted, obeyed God, and I gave like he told me, I'm a girl from the ghetto. I'm a girl from the ghetto. When nobody said you would be doing anything, and the power of God came on my life, I submitted to authority. My daughter was born with a visual impairment. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. My daughter's grown now, traveling the world. She's been in nations without me. Take teens to China. If you see my daughter, you think she was six. But I'm talking about wisdom. Submitting to authority, and God will bless you, take you around the world. Not only did I meet the budget, I had a whole lot of excess. Thank you. Thank you. And you 
today, God is going to break that orphan spirit off of you. I know what it's like to not have mother or father. Always concerned about who's going to take care of you and have two sisters to take care of. I've, worked every, I've been working ever since I was 11 years old. I know what it's like to have people to say, no, not now. You ain't here yet. You ain't there yet. I'm like, no, I'm past you, dude. <laughs> One last story. I remember, possibly I remember this. We were in Zambia. And it was about, we had to ordain like 52 couples. It was 52, no, not 52, 26, which made 50, 52 people that had to get the prophetic word. So I was the only woman on the team, cute. I had on my, I had on my bad red suits. I had on my leather shoes. I love shoes. I'm still a lady. In some kind of way, somebody say some type of way. It was about uh, it was about six other quote unquote apostles in our city that was on the trip, and they kept every time it was time to prophesy, they kept pushing me to the back. Every time they was pushing me to the back, and they was all standing in front of me, jumping and everything. I, I kid you not, and I'm telling you this story because I heard God just say it. The spirit of Jezebel stood right beside me, and she began to talk. She said, these busters came bust a grape in the food fire. But no wind blowing, right? Go take that microphone and show them what you're working for. Jesus. If I hadn't been healed, delivered, set free, I mean, I was mad. Because look, we was on national TV, and everybody was looking at me like, well, you got nothing to say? And all the Jezebels was like, but I kept, this spirit was right here, and I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, don't move, don't move. I said, okay, I'm going to stand here and look cute if I have to. Okay. Next thing I know, that spirit was almost pushing me in my back. I'm talking about this warfare women that go on in our mind. I'm talking about the imaginations, but this was not our imagination. It wasn't our, this demon was standing like right beside me. And I said, I'll stand up here. I, I will not be moved. I mean, I wrestle. Then suddenly I heard this little gravelly voice say, where's Michelle? Because it was no anointing in there. And I promise you, ladies, when the king gave the command, when the leader gave the command, it was like the Red Sea had parted. They all moved to the side. Your life no longer 
that you've had to fight all of your life. I want you to come to the front. We are daddy's girls. We are daddy's girls. And we drive out that orphan devil in the name of Jesus.